Welcome to Because It's 2019, a podcast where two questionably knowledgeable friends talk and learn about Canadian government, politics, and the 2019 federal election. Why? Because it's 2019. I'm Alyssa, and I don't know anything about politics. I'm Ryan, and I like politics. Listeners from the first episode might recognize this. This is the same Canadian government Jeopardy game we played last time. Super fun. Super fun. The only reason why we're playing this again is because I refuse to quit and I want to win all of it. And I actually Mm -hmm. do think I'm kind of getting better at this. Don't you (laughs) think? I'm actually not too bad. Yeah. No, it's good. Okay. We're doing elections this time. Elections. Elections for 100 is you must be this age to vote in Canada. Doesn't this depend a little bit where prov- which province you live in, right? I don't think so. Really? No. There's there, are, no there, like... are, there are other things that depend on the province, like drinking age, and I'm pretty sure this one is pretty consistent. Just, just, just standard, same one all across the board? Yeah, I think so. 18? What is 18? Oh. Good, 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 thank good. Thank God. Elections for 200. This word means rule by the people. This Is, is this a Latin word? <laughs> right? It's uh, it's Greek. Oh darn it! See, see, I had a weird feeling. Was there Latin or Greek or something? There's a good chance we've seen this before. Like you know, when you're growing it's, up, it's a very common word. Is there a clue? Can I get a clue? Mm. Is there a clue in Jeopardy? Let's say no. Oh, <laughs> Let's say man. you're on your own. Okay, fine, you're fine. It's can I can we, can I get a letter? D. D. Decorum. I don't That's know. That's Latin. That's Latin. That's Latin. Darn it! <sighs> I thought it was English. Um, five, four, three. Should I just give it? Yep. What is democracy? Democracy. Oh, I said decorum. Democracy. I was so close. You know how the, many letters the, in decorum and the, democracy? The demo or demo or whatever is is people, and the crissy is power. So rule by the people, power oh, powers the people. Oh, kind of wow. You know, I feel like most places use Latin. Like, why is this one Greek? There you go. We have Greek words. We have Latin words. Okay, elections for 300. People have to sign up to have their names on the ballot before election day. True Isn't, or false? Oh, True. Right? I mean, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so according to my understanding, what is what is true? Yes. <laughs> Elections for 400. Every Canadian citizen has to vote, true or false. It's a right. You know, like everyone can vote that, you know, within mm-hmm. the, the legal age and all that. And everyone should vote. Yeah. But is everyone going to vote? Well, I mean, if we go backwards in time and look at other elections and... Even the most recent municipal election, I'm going to go with the no. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Yeah. <laughs> you sure you're sure? Uh, I'd be surprised if I'm wrong. What is false? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is good. false? My heart was racing then. It says specifically they do not have to, but are strongly encouraged. To. Yes. That is a thing. Okay. Elections for 500. This is the big one. Okay. Let's do this. I wonder who this quiz is designed for, to be completely <laughs> honest. Men and women have always been allowed to vote, true or false. Oh, man. Okay, the bigger question is how far back in terms of decades did, you know, like... It says it says always. Oh, so man. Has, okay. Have they always been allowed to, to, to vote? Well, no. I mean, women weren't always allowed to vote. It, it started with men, right? I mean, they were... Yeah, men. They had all the rights owners, and then... Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is false? What is it's before like, 1918? Women weren't allowed to vote in a federal election. In a federal election. In a federal election, it um, 
I think it, it it varies for provincial elections. It, some some provinces uh, um, gave women that right uh, earlier than others. I think Manitoba was one of the earlier ones, but I'm not. Oh, good. Not quite so sure. Yeah. That that makes me <laughs> feel good. all warm and fuzzy on the inside. Good good on you, Manitoba. Again, questionably knowledgeable. This is but, the thing. You're questionably knowledgeable. Then what am I? <laughs> Just not we're, knowledgeable. No, we're both questionably knowledgeable. Let's <laughs> let's leave it at that. That wraps up that game. That edition of Canadian Government Jeopardy. Good job to both of us. Okay, we did it. Brian Pouncer went to Costa Rica, and his... When he goes to Costa Rica yeah. frequently, yes. Yeah. yeah, and he took all these pictures when it was, like, crazy cold here, and virtually pretended he was here when he was over there. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yes, people should go on vacation, and yes, that's fine. I think there's just something that bothers people about nonchalantly posting all these pictures of the snow when you know... The premier is actually in sunny Costa Rica, and it just plays into this whole like Brian Pallister is like a rich, out of touch guy. You know, like that's a big thing as well. Like people hate him for even have having a vacation home in Costa Rica in the first place, and now he's there when we're all suffering here. He's allowed, one hundred percent allowed to have vacations. What personally bothered me was why lie about it? Go on vacation if you want to go on vacation. That's fine. <laughs> just don't lie about it. You're not doing anybody any favors, especially yeah. not yourself. Do you think he was lying about it? I'd, he would rather have it completely under the radar, like like it was a little bit misrepresented, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If, if but he, do you think do you think he should have if his staff were posting pictures of the snow? Do you think they should have had like a what do you think they should have done? Like a disclaimer saying that, like, like a, hey, by the way, I'm in Costa Rica. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that have been a little bit worse in a, in a way? It I wouldn't not to me. I no? mean, I mean, I guess it could go either way. I mean, considering his reputation, if he did say that. Everyone would be like, wow, wow, why would he say that? And then the other side of the coin is, wow, at least he was honest. Wow, look at that. Yeah, but then you know? there's also people who would have been like, <laughs> wow, he has to remind us? Like, is there, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't like Pallister really that much, but is there a way he could have won here? <laughs> Man, I, I don't even, you know what? Maybe just because it's Pallister, there's just like no way of winning for him. It, you I'm know, it could sorry. be. Like, Maybe that's just the yeah. case. He just can't win this one. By the way, I'm in Costa Rica. It's like, well, thanks for letting us know. Or you don't mention it and you're like, well, dude, you're in Costa Rica. (laughs) This also kind of brings up the question of politicians on their off days. On their off days? On their off days. Off days is in when they're not Uh, doing things for the country, when they have days off. It's unavoidable when it's the tabloids that get to these photos or the vacation homes of them like golfing or something and Half the time, it's not even, oh, well, look, he's taking a break. It's Mm. like, wow, he's being so lazy. How much money does he earn? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? You know, we forget their people, right? Yeah. And and we kind of berate them a little bit. And, you know, yeah, it might be a little unfair. And I mean, it wasn't even just just like tabloids, CBC, CTV, like Winnipeg Free Press. Like this is stuff they cover too. like the serious news organizations going like, hey, look, he's on vacation. Actual newspapers that actually do good journalism are the ones doing that. Like that is weird to me. I don't you know, I don't know how I feel about it because I'm I'm, you know, probably one of the first ones to jump on it and be like, hey, he's just this rich dude. But at the same time, like, leave the man alone. I'm conflicted. He's not wrong for going on vacation. That's just fact. He can go on vacation for how long as he wants to. That's fine. That's not really the problem, though. 
I, I think mm. it's just the fact that he lied and he had to pretend mm-hmm. that he was here when he was somewhere else. Like, do you think sometimes some politicians with not so great reputations kind of just ride their wave of not good reputations? What do you mean? <laughs> like, like they know that they're in a weird position in terms of how you know, citizens feel about them. They're like, you know what? That's how you feel about <laughs> me. It. That's how you feel about me. Screw it, <laughs> and they just kind of go with it. You know what? Like, I don't. Mm, I don't know if it it would go to the. I mean, I mean, you're probably not implying this, but I don't go to the extreme. You know, of I'm just gonna do whatever the heck I want. And yeah, whatever. no, no, no. But you know, with this like reckless abandon or whatever. But I, <laughs> you know, I think yeah, there comes a point, and especially Brian Pallister. I I don't think he cares too much about what people think of him, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I yeah, there comes a point when you're just like, you know, the people who support like the NDP or the liberals or the whatever aren't going to like me anyway. They're going to find stuff about me mm-hmm. to dislike anyway. And I'm just, you know, just going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think I think that's that's a thing politicians do. And you know what? Even with the quote unquote squeaky clean politicians, like people will find something, something that they tweeted maybe like 10 years ago. Someone is always going to find a reason to put that out somewhere to mess someone else's name up. And that's just mm. that's just kind of how it is nowadays with how crazy technology is getting and, you know, how much people really share online. <laughs> it's it's kind of too bad that it kind of went this way. But do you want to blame him or do you want to blame his PR team? Like, that's also another side of coin. Who knows if Brian Pallister went to his staffing and said, hey. I'm in Costa Rica, but like, can you post some pictures of the snow so people don't know? Like, I don't think that happened. <laughs> maybe this PR team is like, hey, we realize you're in Costa Rica, but maybe this is a prime time to put on some really good PR for you. Mm. Look at you caring about yeah. everybody else back in Manitoba freezing their butt off, right? <laughs> Look at you. What is it about Pallister? It's like a love hate oh, thing with there's... everyone. Is it a love-hate thing or is it a hate-hate thing? That's a hard one. I mean, Manitoba has a lot of different people with different political opinions. In my case, it's a hate-hate thing. (laughs) Some people, it's a love-love thing. You know, like it's... I guess it depends who you speak to kind of thing. Absolutely. There's an MLA that actually I follow on my own personal like Facebook account, Mm. uh, Andrew Swan. He is very, very vocal about what he really feels about Pallister. Yeah, oh, for sure. And not just him. I mean, he's an opposition politician. He He has to be like right yeah. yeah but not just even him just like other MLAs like other people and for the longest time and I, I, I just see Pallister's name kind of like smeared in red for years yeah but I didn't really get it but I'm, I'm starting to kind of get it mm-hmm. but I'm really just only so seeing what you're it. saying is our propaganda is working it kind of is <laughs> and I feel like the most I really see are the social things that people don't like about him you know yeah. and that's the problem is that I feel like if there's something really wrong with him and more like in terms of like how he he governs and stuff i feel like i personally need to do more research in terms of that but Hmm. and not to say that the mlas don't talk about the real stuff that's happening in terms of how he governs and i feel like that's all they talk about but i personally find it kind of hard to grasp especially things with healthcare. that is something i feel like i've been personally i'm a little bit more concerned with that now just because it it concerns everyone that of course yeah. yeah that's when it really started really realizing how the serpent may not be good that and all his social stuff but healthcare that that's a scary one it's a big one the cuts are huge it's unbelievable and man if if only if only some people knew just how 
crazy busy these hospitals are. It's how hard everybody there is working. Like I, I know people that worked in the healthcare industry yeah. and it's it's rough on them. Twelve crazy hours and they're still on call. Like how? That's crazy. Yeah. We don't claim to be unbiased, by the way. But. No, no, that's just my personal opinion. Just you know, but so we've established that neither of us um, like Pallister, apparently. <laughs> so take, I do take from research. that one. What, what you all? Oh, yeah, for sure. It Everyone's is. following this, right? Everyone better be following. Everyone this. better. Yep. This is really important. Absolutely. It's a Canadian by-election. There's three of them. There's three by-elections going on today. Where are they? Well, they're in Burnaby South in BC, in York Simcoe in Ontario, and in Outremont or Outremont in in Quebec. Oh, nice, nice. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, they're very important. You know why? Yes, I do. Okay, no, I can do it. I can do this. I can do this, I swear. Okay, so this has to do with uh, filling in seats? Yes. Yes? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, by-elections, in case anyone needs a very basic primer on what by-elections are, uh, they're just little elections for individual seats that take place in between general elections to um, replace people that have like you know resigned or died or something. In this case, everyone that we're replacing has just resigned. Um, but the reason why they are significant, or especially significant this time around, um, well, it's twofold. It's one that we are very very close to. Um, the general, the 2019 general election, the federal election. Yes. Which means that whatever happens here is way more likely to give us an idea of how 2019 will play out than, you know, some earlier by-elections because it's so much closer. The second thing is that in Burnaby South, we have NDP leader Jagmeet Singh running, who is kind of a a historic figure um, in that he... The turban-wearing Sikh, he's a a brown man, a non-white man, leading one of the major Canadian federal parties. And he doesn't, you know, he hasn't had a seat in Parliament up to this point. And this, many people are saying that this by-election, whether or not he can win himself a seat, is going to determine his future as NDP leader and the NDP's future in this federal election, this upcoming federal election. This This is an amazing time for him. An amazing time, and I think I remember the last the last podcast episode. Mm. We were talking about how he he kind of had this moxie, you know, mm-hmm. and that we both liked him. And you know, I liked him at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still I don't, honestly I still kind of do like him. Yeah. And he's and not he's not bad. He's not like, bad. Yeah. No, and and I think the the best part is he just shows this composure. That I think is not to say it's rare, you know, but so you like his demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really like it, and and I think we need a little bit more of that in every place. Um, and I mean, his historically, this is this is going to be incredible. Like everything you just said, and, mm. and the thing it's specifically is he he is the only non. Caucasian. <laughs> Non-white is fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's the only one. 
You know, that stands out. That yeah. sounds down to me. Yeah, he's the first non-white major party leader. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, now we're going to see if he's going to get into parliament. Um, and, you know, again, lots of people are saying because, you know, although he's had this uh, lots of social media tension through this yeah. um, this viral video that he that he had and just the fact that he's, you know, a s- turban-wearing Sikh brown, you know, Indian party leader, there has also been, you know, people even in his own party that are not too enthused about him just because he's been, uh, you know, on some things people have, have people think that he's, that he doesn't know his stuff quite enough or that, mm. you know, there's, there's, there's a few things. And yeah, I thought we'd look at the candidates that we have, particularly in this Burnaby South by-election. Yes. But before that, we're, I'm just going to turn to the one in Quebec real quick in Outremont. Um, just super duper duper quick. Outremont is, it's mainly been a liberal riding. It's been a safe liberal riding for most of its history until 2007, I believe it was, when the former NDP leader, um, who Jagmeet Singh replaced, he won a by-election there in 2007. Wow. And that was a real big upset at the time. Um, and he held that seat until he resigned, you know, a year or two ago, which is leading to this by-election. And the liberals are kind of expected to pull this one off again and, and to retake the seat that they had held for a long time. Because NDP support is kind of withering away anyway, and people in Quebec tend to not like, um, obviously, religious people, like Jagmeet is as a obviously Sikh man. And then there's York Simcoe, which is just a very safe conservative seat. So that's a quick overview of those two. Um, But now we can go to Burnaby South. Alyssa, do you have any questions? I do. You know what? So here's here's the thing. With these by-elections and where they are, why Mm. are they where they are? Could they just be like anywhere in the country? Or do these specific places signify something? Yeah, so again, they're based off of like seat vacancies in the House of Commons in Parliament. So um, there's, um, again, in Burnaby South, or, I mean, sorry, in Outremont, um, the former leader of the NDP, Tom Mulcair, he resigned to, to take like an academic appointment um, because, you know, there was a party convention where they said like, hey, we don't want you as leader anymore. So oh. <laughs> there were, so, um, you know, he stepped down as leader um, and then... You know, he didn't, I guess, want to remain a member of parliament, so he took an academic appointment. So that seat was vacant. Right. So they need to fill that, um, even though there's an election coming up in 2019. That needs to be filled. Um, So that's why that's there. And then there's Burnaby South. Um, I think the guy resigned as well to run for mayor of Vancouver. And then York Simcoe, um, I think his name is Peter Van Loan. I think he resigned. I'm not sure why. It might have been some sort of scandal, but I can't remember very Ooh. well. Yeah. So it's just according to seat vacancies. Those are the three seats that happened to have been resigned recently, and they were all called for a by-election together. Oh. So aside from Jagmeet Singh, mm. do you have – are there any other candidates that you feel, you know, it, it makes sense for them to put themselves down for this? What do you mean by makes sense? Like, you know, like – is it likely for them to to get the seat that they're 
you know, put themselves down for. Yeah, well, again, York Simcoe is like pretty reliably conservative, so they're probably gonna <laughs> what a, probably I, probably gonna keep, yeah, hold on to that, and then the liberal candidate in in Utrecht is probably gonna probably gonna win. The only one that's really um, super up in the air is this Burnaby South one. Um, although people are saying that it, it's fairly likely that Jigmeet Singh is going to win, that's probably the most competitive one here. Aside from you know, that little fiasco that he had about seeming not so smart on national television, mm-hmm. do you really think that that's enough for people to just decide, you know what, not sure he's really going to make it as, as a leader? We will see. We will see tonight. And um, by the time that... This podcast is actually out. This by-election will be long over, but yeah, let's see. Let's 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 start looking at the other candidates. So we've got Richard Lee, mm-hmm. who's a liberal. He's a longtime Burnaby North MLA for like sixteen years. I think he's he was a lawyer, or I'm actually no, scratch that. I'm not sure. But anyway, he's a longtime <laughs> politician. He replaced um, this other liberal candidate who was going to run there. Um, because there was some, you know, a little bit of a, a controversy when the former liberal candidate there, Karen Wong, basically referred to um, on WeChat, um, which is a popular social media app for like Chinese people. Mm-hmm. She referred to Jigmeet Singh's ethnicity as a reason to not vote for him, basically saying like, oh hey, for, hey, for the Chinese community out there in Burnaby South, hey, I'm Chinese, this guy's Indian, so vote for me because I'm Chinese kind of deal. Um, so that was a big controversy. And so she was replaced with Richard Lee, who was this longtime MLA. So, I mean, it's a it's oh kind of goodness. a he's, he's definitely a safer pick as like a long time, um, as far as I know, free of controversy, kind of long time MLA. But, you know, I, I feel like I feel like especially nowadays, it's you can't perfectly go scandal free yeah i mean i haven't looked too much into whether or not he has scandals but there's there's you know obviously nothing coming up on you know the articles that i'm seeing about him i mean it would probably be mentioned somewhere i think if they had like a significant scandal somewhere there might have been something little but yeah no it is definitely hard to to go without absolutely anything yeah. Unless you just don't ever use social media. Exactly. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, like if you don't have one, you know, then I mean, it, someone's going to find something that you wrote <laughs> like 10 years ago when you didn't know any better when, I don't know, when you were 20 and yeah, you, weren't, yeah. you weren't thinking about how those implications are going to matter when you're older, you know, and, and that is, I think it's really unfair. And I think those sort of things should just kind of be sweeped under the rug unless it's something really bad <laughs> yeah it's really hard to know where the line is yeah there was i mean there's even here in manitoba there's wab canoe who's the provincial leader of the ndp who had something like i mean it's it's hard to know like if you you look at something like that that was tweeted like years and years ago and it's hard to know for sure whether that person's the same person they can say that they're not the same person but it's still yeah it still taints the image for sure mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, you know, from what I've seen, Mr. Mr. Richard Lee doesn't seem to have anything like that. Um, so far, they'll find something. So, so far. <laughs> they'll find something. So, um, so just ahead. in terms of um, the by-election, is this really similar to just a normal election? Or what's, what makes this different? Uh, it's just the fact that it's limited to 
these three ridings. So no one else in Canada is voting tonight or today. Oh. It's just these the people in these three areas. Okay, so it, it's literally just like representing the people there. Yeah, just okay. making sure that they have someone to represent them in Parliament for these few months before the next general election. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, how how likely is it that did the people go out and vote for this? Is like, there's, do you happen to know? Like, are there more um, people actually voting I would, for this? I would figure that there are fewer people voting in mm-hmm. by elections just because there's less of like a, you know, huge media thing about it. Um, yeah, I'd guess that there's that there would probably be fewer people voting for it. Yeah, but I do find that the media coverage for this, I mean, I, I guess mm-hmm. maybe because it is just less people interested, I find it a lot more thorough, you know? It's it's a yeah. lot more like the facts as opposed to like all the other possible things like, yeah, they, like scandals. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess they have, um, I guess they do have more time to like delve into the the candidates. Like on, in um, like national coverage in for like a general election, right? There's 300, there's 338 members of parliament, so there's 338 little elections going on at the same time. Like you can't mm-hmm. exactly delve into the details of each one of those. But because there's only three going on at once, you can kind of get to know the candidates and the situations a little better if you're a political junkie like, you know. Like, like, like you. Like <laughs> so what, aside from that, you know, aside from just uh, people who live near these writings and all that, they, they vote? And is it as soon as, is it 12 o'clock or like late at night? And was it 10 p.m.? I would work the same. So I, I'm, I'm not sure when the cutoff is. I think it's usually like 7 to 7 or 8 to 8 or something. Okay. Um, you only have so they one usually, day. Yeah, they usually give like a good 12 hours or something to vote during that day. Yeah, and then they start counting. And then as soon as they can, the results get announced. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine this is like televised, right? Yeah, be. There, there'll be news coverage tonight. There's there'll be TV coverage, and and people will be doing stuff on Twitter, and yeah, and especially these ones. These are important ones. They're a little bit more significant. But, I mean, there's always news coverage around by elections, but I think mm-hmm. these ones are a little bit more significant than than the usual. So, what does it mean for you know, like if if Jagmeet Singh was, um, if you know, if he won, and if of all these bigger names wins all these seats how how does it go from here you know like once they win is it is it an immediate change or there's like a, a switching of hands you have to sign papers like how does that work um i think it would probably just be as as, as they'd be probably sworn in as soon as possible yeah that's, that's probably that's that's what i would think um they need time to set up um like a constituency office and an office in in ottawa on, on Parliament Hill, they'd need time to hire staff. I'm not sure when the, the swearing-in would take place in that process, but it would be probably within a few days or weeks or something. Okay. Okay, so after that, then they, do, they begin the campaign trail. Is that is that the case? Yeah, we're sort of in campaign mode already, but yeah, there's... in. I think the, the official campaign start will probably be somewhere in August or September or something. Yeah, officially, no. But, yeah, people are always trying to win over voters no matter what time of the year or the, the political cycle it is. You know, I, I won't lie. This is actually, I mean, 
I, I heard around at the by-election, but now I'm really starting to get a grasp of it. It's actually really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, guys. It's fun. Things is fun. Um, Especially if you put it into Canadian Jeopardy, it's like exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Oh my gosh, exciting. We haven't been counting points, but. No. You know? Yeah. If we had been, we could have a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, so then there's Jay Shin, who's a conservative. Uh, he's a Korean-Canadian. He's a longtime lawyer. Um, the interesting thing about this one is apparently his spokesperson um, sent out a mailer or a flyer or whatever you'd call it. What? To, I mean, that's not super uncommon on its own, but to people in the writing, um, kind of taking this really weird stance, uncommon <laughs> stance on the by-election, this we- really weird appeal is probably a better word. So what's the appeal? Um, that basically, <laughs> if you want to save the NDP from having a leader like Jagmeet Singh, I don't think this is a racist thing, but if 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 you want to save, you know, NDP from having Jagmeet Singh as the leader going into the federal election, then vote for me <laughs> or vote for Jay Shin, um, because if Jagmeet Singh loses, then he will probably be out as leader. They'll probably force him out. You know, in not so many words, but that was the appeal in this mailer, which oh. is just really weird. And some people no. are some people are saying that it's kind of evidence of this next candidate that we're going to look at kind of uh, bleeding away votes from the conservatives. And they're kind of trying to make up for that by trying to steal from some of the NDP space. OK, OK. But yeah, real weird. I just I just got to say something about that real quick. Just <laughs> It's 2019, guys. What is that? <laughs> oh, that is an uncomfortable thought. I mean, I mean, I I realize that the smear campaigns aren't like they're not new. They're yeah. not new. It's it's have been happening I don't know forever. If this, is, if this is a smear campaign, though, but it's little. like it's it sounds just, a little like it. It's just, well, yeah, I guess. Like it's 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 playing off of this. It's it's appealing to this group of people who already don't like Jigmeet Singh. Yeah, and who don't want him in there. Exactly. Yeah, so it's definitely working off of this. These negative feelings, uh, but he's not. They're not like uh, saying anything, like defaming him or saying anything mm-hmm, like really, mm-hmm. really bad. It's just real weird. It's, it's, it's yeah, so something weird. I haven't seen before in my so not weird. long history of following politics. Who's next? Next is really the only um, other <laughs> significant. Um, candidate because the Green Party is kind of a non-factor. Um, uh, <laughs> the uh, People's Party candidate. Do you know about the Keep People's Party? You know what? I the don't. People's Party of Canada. It's uh, it is a new party. Yeah, you know what? I was just gonna say I have not heard that one. Yeah, it's a new party. Um, led by Maxime Bernier, um, who was a former Conservative cabinet minister, and he broke off with the Conservative Party because, well, ostensibly it's because he said that they're not real conservatives and. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's basically what that's he said. Basically, uh, lots lots of people kind of look at that and be like, and and are or were, um, like, you know, that it's more of an ego thing. He was when they were running a leadership election to replace Stephen Harper as leader of the Conservative Party. Andrew Shear, who we looked at last time, yes, we did. Um, was or came out just on top of Maxime Bernier. So Maxime oh. Bernier was the runner-up. He was 
second, and it was a very narrow victory by Andrew Scheer. So lots of people kind of think that he was just bitter about that. Um, he had did you know had been criticizing Andrew Scheer days leading up to him like forming this party. And he's it's it's kind of like this populist like Trump esque party. Um, Trump esque. Oh my goodness. And yeah, their their candidate in this election, their first candidate that they're, that they're ever running in an election, uh, her name is Laura Lynn Thompson, and she is the former co-host of like this Christian TV program, I think in the Burnaby area. She is not a fan of, you know, school curriculums that talk about gender identity and uh, sexual orientation and this this sort of thing. She's She and the party are all for lessening the number of immigrants. They... Well, I know she is definitely very strongly pro-choice, or sorry, not pro-choice, but pro-life. Pro-life. Um, so yeah, this very hard right conservative party and candidate. You and know, so, I, and I, so she's up there. People are saying that they're likely to take at least some votes away from the conservative candidate, which is why they kind of came up with this weird thing. Yeah, no, I I can definitely see what you mean by Trump esque. Because as soon as you started talking about it, I'm like, oh, oh nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Definitely, no, but there's there's definitely no. an audience in, in Canada for that stuff. So you know, there there is, and and I'm not trying to say that they're not allowed to have those opinions. They 100 percent are, you know, and. I mean, it's it's hard because we could never, ever just just perfectly put everybody in the bubble and get everybody to believe the same thing. You know, that's just not that's just not fair. Um, mm. And it, it is it is a good thing. And it is important that people have different. Um, Absolutely. You know, standpoints yeah. on on really big issues like that. And it's a, that's a good thing. I, I do think that's a good thing. And, you know, to be perfectly fair, if if everybody agreed on every little thing. We would not be having elections. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we'd have, you know, significantly worse government. <laughs> Way worse. Way worse. It sucked. Be awful. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we might, from our perspective, from our biased perspectives, we mm-hmm. might look at this as sort of like a necessary, bleh. It's like a necessary evil a little bit. I mean. You might not want to call it evil. It's okay. A it's necessary a- I'm gonna say blah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like I don't. I don't personally agree with that, but I do. I do see why people would call it Trump esque. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that is that is a term. I feel like I'm gonna. I mean, hear. that's my way of describing it. And some oh, people, no. some other people have as well. But oh, I, I yes, feel like we're gonna that be. That is a biased way to describe it, and I acknowledge that. I feel like we're gonna be hearing that a lot. <laughs> well, a lot more. Not that we haven't been hearing that in general, you know. Yeah. But it's a lot more. A lot more. And I don't know about about you, but I felt that, you know, you know, the things that that happen in in the U.S. really, really affects the things that happen in Canada. And, you know, aside from things like NAFTA and all that, Mm -hmm. I I really mean to say more on the, you know, when Trump came out with his ideas and I'm just going to say his ideas. I'm not going to go to deep end than that. Um, When he came out with his ideas, I found that more people were less afraid of talking about blah issues or quote-unquote controversial issues and i don't know it it did bug me but it's one of those things where 
it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's great that people feel empowered and, and have a platform <laughs> of like, you know, this is what I believe in and it doesn't matter if you don't believe in it, I'm yeah, going to say you it. Go. You go. Yeah. You go believe in in, in pro-life and you go believe in other things that I don't agree with. But, you know, I mean. I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to vote for you. Um, um, but you're definitely welcome to that, you know, way of seeing yeah. things. and. I think that the best part is that people don't feel like they have to put themselves or or orient themselves to believe something they're not 100% sure they want to believe in because everybody else believes in it. And mm-hmm. I think I think the power in that is that people have the freedom to really vote for people now yeah. who can a little more closely represent them. And you know that is the power of politics. I think that's the power of elections. That's the power of, of going out there to vote. Because you're going out there and voting for someone who represents you, and I mean it's not it's not perfect. It's not a perfect <laughs> system. Let me tell you that much. But come on, if we didn't have conflicting views, we wouldn't have elections. We wouldn't be here. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't be doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're very diplomatic. Alyssa. Very <laughs> diplomatic. Putting a positive find, spin on that. Trying my <laughs> best. Trying my best. I was so but trying you know not to say anything not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we are not unbiased. No, at all. Um, uh-uh. not even in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> next. Yeah. No, we don't really have a next. Because oh. again, Green is uh, the Green Party is, is. I mean, I like some things about the Green Party, but they they've realistically got no chance at all. Well, well, okay. No, let's no. let's let's dive into that because you you skipped over the Green Party a little bit. I kind of I kind of want to give them a little bit of light. <laughs> I want I want to give them the green should I, light. So I look up the Green Party candidate. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think. You know, like what I said earlier, I think that it's important that there are so many voices and so many ways of, of governing a country or just, just you know, government, governing where they live that exist. So many ideas. And that's mm. awesome. Yay ideas. And there, there's so much more than just than just putting yourself down for something as big as this. Wanting to be a leader to just win. You know, you I mean, you're representing people. Yeah. You know, you're representing ideas and you're representing a way of, of seeing I mean, I, I suppose in some ways seeing the world, and that's that's awesome, you know. And not everybody has to agree with that. So I I want to shine a bit of a, a green light on the Green Party, yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm actually reading this right now, and the Green Party has uh, this might be a little interesting. The green Party is um, not running a candidate. There's a candidate what? that was that was is a former BC like provincial Green Party candidate. That is running um, as an independent, but the Green Party itself is not running a candidate because of this sort of old convention that is not quite um, as common a thing anymore. What is it? Um, And that is to not oppose a party leader running in a by-election, like when they don't have a seat already, um, just as like a respect thing, um, because they, you know, they're a party leader. And, you know, the idea is to make sure that that voice, the leader of that party, is represented in in parliament. And so the, the BC, or not the BC, uh, the federal Greens aren't uh, running anyone. Wow. And that's just a thing that sometimes happens for party leaders. And that's just a choice. Like, they don't. There's there's no like official thing of that. Is is that more like a more like a? It's uh, yeah. It's like an unofficial thing. Unofficial that sometimes rule. happens, okay. but um, you know as. You can see with the other candidates in the writing, like it's not quite as common a thing anymore. And I'm not, I'm not actually even sure if it was 
like when it was uh, like a really common thing, how long ago we would have to go to see that super commonly. So, so it's a thing. What, what does the Green Party stand for? The Green Party? Yeah. Uh, very concerned with the environment, obviously. Definitely pretty left in terms of their like social and economic values as well. They're a proponent of this universal basic income policy, which is basically giving like a set amount of money to people um, every year, no matter if they're employed or not. And the idea is to kind of lift people out of poverty and, and that sort of thing, which is, yeah. So That doesn't sound so bad. It sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> some people would say that, and I'm not counting myself among these, but some people would say that it, you know, decreases like the drive to work uh, and that sort of thing. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty left economically and socially, uh, very concerned with the environment. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't, that, that literally just sounds like a little, a little mini, little mini branch right off being a liberal, right? Just a little bit. It's just, uh, yeah. It's just kind of well, like, I mean, the, the liberals are seen as kind of more corporate. Really? Business friendly. So they're left, but they're business friendly left. That they're not, that they, you know, are seen as a party that won't compromise like economic interests. I mean, by <laughs> by some people, as a party that won't compromise uh, business interests as much for the sake of like helping out the environment and um, social programs and that sort of thing. They're definitely more friendly with the business community than someone like than like a party like the Greens. Ah, but do you remember our conversation? The last podcast about the about the Albertans, hmm? about the Albertans and them wanting to leave Canada. <laughs> Just, the Just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, Albertans. I have nothing against you. I ha- I don't even know you guys that well or at all, really, to be fair. But did you have a bone to pick already? I mean, not already, but did you have a bone to pick with um the the current government? It's. It's because they want to move to green energy, and you know all the all these things that currently mm-hmm. all all of the all of the um, energy that Alberta is working on, which is obviously not not, not environmentally green. friendly. Or they would green. say that it is very, you know, safe and good and stuff. But yeah, there are <laughs> there are so. there are debates about that. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, I I thought so a little bit. But, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's one of those things that I'm, like, not super educated about. Yeah, fair enough. And, yeah, me too. Yeah. And that you sort of tend to disbelieve the people you agree with on other, on other things about. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, not, not super ideal. But All right. Well, you know what? I just, I'm just wondering. Are you going to be watching all of the – are you going to be on the live tweets? Are, are you... I'll probably be checking out Twitter. I'm on Twitter anyways. I might turn on the TV, which is... Oh, it's yeah. going to be on the news. Yeah, it's... Without it's, a doubt. Yeah, totally going to be on the news. I might be doing homework, but let's not count on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You could, you could watch it. You could watch it, kind of have it in the background and something happens, but there's oh, going to be not, cheering randomly. I'm not one of those people that can do that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you got to zone in. It's really... It's big stuff. It's big stuff happening right yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of leeway back really quick to smear campaigns. I was always, <laughs> I mean, just because I find them so fascinating and more because I always thought smear campaigns were just something that 
people in Canada don't really do. I, I haven't really seen a lot of them. Am I wrong? I guess I just haven't seen yeah. a lot of them. I mean. Am I just being too nice? Am I being too we, nice? I think we see ourselves a little bit less as a little bit less negative than the U.S. in general. And I think in general, we're probably right when we think that. Yeah. But there definitely has been like negative ads are absolutely a thing here. Again, I'm not sure if what we're seeing in Burnaby South is a smear campaign. So, but, but but personal. That's just my personal opinion. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. Anyway, I think probably one of the most famous examples is. The conservatives in, uh, I want to say, like, oh, a year <laughs> um, at one point. It was either, I th- I think it was when Joe Clark or I don't think it was Brian Mulroney was leader of the conservatives or someone else. I'm just going to stop trying to remember. But anyway, Jean Chrétien was leader of the liberals and <laughs> possibly prime minister. <laughs> Again, I don't remember. But the point is. Um, they had an, a negative ad just showing him like talking and then stopping on his face. And you know how he has the kind of like the he kind of talks out of one side of his mouth a little bit. Oh. Um, and so they stopped on that face and said, like, does this look like a prime minister? Probably one of the most famous examples, just kind of saying that because he has this. I don't know what you would call it, like condition or whatever, <laughs> that he's not qualified to be prime minister, making fun of his, appear- of, a- of his appearance and that sort of thing. That was definitely not okay. And that's one of the most famous examples of like negative ads wow. in Canada. Yeah. It was a, when was yeah, that? It was a big thing. Huh? When was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to try to remember anymore. <laughs> was I no. born? <laughs> uh, I don't, th- or, uh, I don't know. When were you born? 93. 93. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to look it up. Okay. There's a good chance it was just a baby. <laughs> I'm just going to look it up. Um, it was in 93. That's what Wikipedia tells me. I just, I was just born. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's probably why. That's probably why. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but I just always felt that Canadians or just maybe Canadian elections or maybe I just haven't seen any Canadian election smear campaigns. Mm-hmm. It's, I just really thought they didn't happen here. For the longest time, I actually thought it was illegal <laughs> to have smear campaigns in Canada. And I just kind of held on and I thought like, that's that's cool. Good on you, Canada. <laughs> but you know, I guess, I guess you know, when you're, when you're young, yeah. you know, you kind of look at everything in the kaleidoscope But I mean, I think they're definitely like thing. more common in the States. And maybe that's still me like desperately trying to hold on to this idea that Canada <laughs> is somehow better. But... No, like within pretty much any campaign for anything over there, you you know you kind of see those running on TV about, hey, this guy stands for this and this and this, and they suck. See, <laughs> right? that's that's what I also mean about how in the states, you know, some of the things that they do there kind of leak onto us. And I found, I personally feel that some campaigns are more aggressive now, and yeah, maybe yeah. that's why I see a little bit more of the smear campaigns in yeah. Canadian elections. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like. They're a little more popular over there in, mm-hmm. in, in the States because of that. They're just also I, a little bit popular everywhere yeah. now. And I think maybe there's a distinction to be made between like smear campaign campaigns and just like negative campaigns. Yes, yes. Which I think I haven't done a good job of doing just now. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I could do in the first place. <laughs> but uh, I mean, 
it's a, a negative campaign, you know, in terms of, you know, not saying something so nice about another person in a smear campaign. I do see why that's different, how that's different, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I think I, I, I'm just going to give it a go here. My personal take on a smear campaign is somebody who makes another, you know, their, their, their candidate, the opposing candidate, you know, the things that they've done wrong. They, they make that like their whole shtick. Right. That's what I think is a smear campaign. Yeah. But I, I feel like a smear campaign, they there has to be this like element of untruth. Right? Maybe it In some maybe, cases, maybe it yeah. wouldn't maybe it wouldn't uh like legally fall into the definition of, of defamation, but there I think there has to be this you know like this, this, this element fine of like line. of of you know, taking something and twisting it a little bit or I mean I guess that's a standard political thing. But I don't know. It's hard. So uh, maybe it's something super simple, and I just don't know. But it's fine. Uh, we're we're learning. We're both learning. You are this both is, learning. This is this is the learning experience. Yeah. yeah. It says in our show intro, we're learning. Yeah, we're learning. Well, what did we talk about today? Well, we talked about. Obviously, the most exciting thing I am probably going to do this week, which is the Canadian Jeopardy game. Oh, of course. Yes. Rocked <laughs> it. Rocked it. Come on. Was it? Was that? Yeah. Was five that for five. Five for five. I mean, yes. some would say it was very easy, but. It, <laughs> it, it was easy. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like that is actually made for five-year-olds. But you know what? Or there, 10-year-olds. Or 10-year-olds. But, but anyway, we did that. Yeah. We crushed it. Uh, we talked about the Brian Pallister thing, the thing, <laughs> the thing, the Brian Pallister saga, as I call the, it. The, There'll the be Costa more. Rica stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we talked about the by-elections in Quebec, Ontario, and BC, which are very important and taking place as we speak, as we record right now, today. And so important, yeah. I mean, whenever this is out, just go go on it and check out the stuff. To, to probably like a week or two ago by the time you're listening to this, but like check it out and they're important and stuff. You know what? It's so interesting that I'm I'm even interested in checking it out. I already know. I already know I'm going to be checking out live tweets. <laughs> I already know that I'm going to be reading up on this when I wake up in the morning. I already know. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very interested. It is going to shape the political landscape leading up to the election. That's it's huge. very important. I, right? I I I need I I am really going to do my best this year and actually be more active. Because whether or not NDP has a strong leader will affect whether or not liberals can get elected, reelected. Just, you know, votes, vote huge. vote splitting all that stuff. It's important. So we talked about those three things. It's <sighs> been fun. It's been fun. Honestly, it, it feels it feels good to come in and really just keep an open mind. Mhm. I said, I'm not a political junkie, but I'm a I'm a like a learning junkie. I'm like I'm yeah. a sponge. I'm like a, I'll take anything. Learn I'll learn it. anything. I'm I'm like that. But I mean, thank you for coming along our second podcast episode because it's 2019. It's always a fun time here. Absolutely. And I really do hope that we can finish that Jeopardy game next time because I I'm ready. I I feel like I'm ready for more <laughs> tough Canadian Jeopardy games. <laughs> yes, we're gonna we're gonna get way harder. Way harder. Gonna find something way harder, more challenging. I, I right. sure hope something like that exists. I'll make one actually. <laughs> How about I just make one? 
I'll make. Are you I'll, sure? Yeah, you? I'll make a hard okay, one. Okay, looking forward to it. All right. That's for next time. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.